Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. And amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, clap if you love Jesus. It's okay. You can clap if you love Jesus. Yeah. You see, the thing that I love about Encounter Weekend is that people kept on coming up to me the entire night. And they kept on saying, yo, Pastor D, I loved Encounter Weekend. But my favorite part of Encounter Weekend was seeing the teenagers have just a fire and a hunger and a zeal and a passion for God like they've never seen before. I love it because every, every single person in the room, they were like, I know where Brave Youth is. They're the crazy ones over there. Did you know that most great movements started out of a youth movement? Did you know that many of the massive churches today that you see, many of the like, like famous speakers and, and, the, and, the, and the famous churches and the famous buildings and the famous movements that are happening today started because of a youth movement? I believe that what is starting here is not just going to stay here, but it's going to stir into a movement that shifts generations to come. Does anybody believe that today? Come on, I'm going to need some help with the preach back today, okay? Like, because I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling fired up because I, I feel like fire is about to fall on us today. Come on. So, hey, I love it. Hey, um, we are in a brand new series called Summer Playlist. And in two weeks, one week is happening. Come on. Is anybody excited for one week? In two weeks, one week. In two weeks, one week. Turn your neighbor and say, in two weeks, one week. Listen, if you're not signed up, if you're not registered, then what are you doing with your life, bruh? Okay? You need to sign up because it's going to change your life. I promise you. So make sure that you register because you only have one more week to register. And then you out, son. Then you miss the blessing of God on your life. And that's your fault, not mine. I told you. Well, uh, we're in this brand new series called, I'm joking, I love you. Come on, can we clap it up for the new guests in the room today? Come on. Like, this is your first time, or maybe this is your second time, or maybe your first time in a long time. We love you guys. You guys are VIPs, MVPs, families. Um, and I'm a rapper, and I didn't even know it. Um, but we're in this brand new series called Summer Playlist. How many of y'all, y'all got your summer playlist already? Like, I'm talking like, you, you open up Spotify. And you were like, ooh, come on, Jay-Z just dropped a fat beat. JB and Ed Sheeran just collabed together. The Jonas Brothers came out of nowhere and just slapped us in the face. Come on, Drizzy is just dropping the, the drip, too much drip. Drip. That's right. Come on, somebody say drip. Bloop. <laughs> yeah, the drip. Like, does anybody have like a summer playlist that you just keep on repeat? I'm talking like the summer playlist that you don't stop listening to, the summer playlist that you just keep on repeating over and over and over again. Hey, sound team, get ready because we're about to drop it. Like, there are a lot of great songs that are out right now, okay? This is the first song. You can play that first song, okay? If you know this song, you can sing along. Um, oh, yeah. Come on, crank that. Yeah, turn that up. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on. Come on, sing it out if you know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, it's a drop. It's all about the drop. It's all about the drop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys like that song? That song is a banger, bro. That song is a banger. When I was, uh, when I was in high school, I used to work at the movie theater. And I used to, um, 
and I used to uh, uh, work super late until 12 p.m. And I would, uh, in the summers, and then I would get off work, and then I would get in my car, and I would roll down my windows. And back in the day, we didn't have the, the power windows, okay? Like, I'm not like, like, I wasn't, I wasn't this cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't me. This wasn't me. This was me. It was embarrassing because, like, the girls that I would bring in my car, they were like, it's hot. I was like, it's okay, girl. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Give me one second. Give me one second, girl. Hang on one second. One second. Ah, ah, almost there. She's like, are you done? No, it's still going. Oh, there it is there. Same. So I'd roll down the windows, crank down the windows. And I, I had my own summer playlist. Does anybody want to hear what was on my summer playlist? Come on, come on. All right, hit that next song. This song, if you know this, come on. I'll be right, I'll be here in my little Pontiac. I like, I like, I like get out the car and be like, ah, 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 ah. Anybody? No, no. All right, cut it, cut it, cut it. No, Gangnam Style, no. That was like a thing back in the day. Anybody know that song? Come on, come on. All right, here was, here was, the, second, here was the second song that was on my playlist all the time. Play that, play that next song. If you know this song, come on, sing it out. Okay. A good replay! Cut it, cut it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody like that song? Yo, I got down to that song. All right, like, come on, come on, man. Like, when I, when I, when I, when I met Whit for the first time, I was like, girl, you got my iPod stuck on replay. She was, she was like a super Christian. She was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she didn't know that song. Third song, come on, come on. If you know this song, sing this one out. Go ahead, drop that, drop that next one. This one is a banger, y'all. Come on, yeah. Come on, stand to your feet, sing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on, if you know it, sing it out, come on, say it with your chest. Cut it. Yeah, cut that. <laughs> oh, I love you guys, man. I love that we go to a fun church. Is anybody glad that we go to a fun church? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are like, man, this dude's weird. Why is he listening to those songs, okay? Don't judge me. Only God can judge me, I'm saying. But, but I love it because you ever listen to a song and it just changes your life? You know, the funny thing is I'm not even talking about, like, worship songs. I'm talking, like, you listen to, like, the, the new Taylor Swift song and all of a sudden you get goosebumps and you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love Taylor Swift. Or, like, the Jonas Brothers came back, right? And then the world, like, listen, when the Jonas Brothers came back together, I thought, like, like the rapture happened and something crazy was going on. I was like, what? This is crazy. You know, but it's funny because many times when you hear songs on the radio um, and you're like, whoa, this is a banger, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this thing, like it bops. I'm saying that's what, that's what me and my friends, we used to say in high school. This thing bops. It's a bop, bro. 
And so it, when it bobs, it's like you, you keep it on repeat, right? And then you learn every single word. It only takes you like two times through to learn every single word. And then you look up the music video. And then you watch the music video a hundred times and you cry a hundred times. And then you look at the lyrics and you're like, oh my gosh, these lyrics are so much more beautiful than, than his voice even portrays them to be. And then you know the meaning behind the song. And then you go on YouTube and you watch all the interviews of the people and, and the, like all these different things. You're like, oh my gosh, I love this song. And all of a sudden you have this song on repeat, right? And it's like, does anybody ever listen to a song and then they're like, ooh, play that one back again. And then they listen to it again and they're like, ooh, man, you better play that back again. And then you listen to it again. I love it because did you know that God wants to have that type of relationship with you? Yeah. Understand this, that God wants to have a relationship on repeat. In other words, God wants you to not get tired of the things that he says. Yeah, God wants you to desire to look into his word and, and discover all of the hidden mysteries and the promises and the goodness of who he is. But God wants to have a relationship on repeat with you. God wants to have the type of relationship that you don't get tired of reading your Bible, that you don't get tired of listening to the same thing, that you don't get tired of going to an encounter weekend, that you don't get tired of coming on a Wednesday night to brave youth. God wants to have a relationship with you just like you have with your summer playlist, the songs that you listen to, the songs that you love. God wants to have that relationship with you. Yeah, that's why it says in 2 Corinthians uh, verse uh, 1, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 9 to 10, it says, Indeed, we felt we had received the sentences of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. In other words, what, what this guy is saying is, hey, I just got out of prison, but guess what? I'm not upset about it because I know that my relationship with God is on repeat. And when my relationship with God is on repeat, it doesn't just mean that he's going to get me to victory, but he's going to give me another victory. It doesn't mean that he's just going to get me to one encounter weekend, but now I'm going to live an encounter lifestyle. It means that I'm not just going to go to one week and experience one encounter, but I'm going to experience several encounters because my relationship with God is on repeat. Come on, somebody say repeat. Yeah, somebody say play it again. Yeah, I love it because there's so many songs in my playlist that I'm like, man, play that again. Man, play that again. Like, I, I listen to a song from Planet Shakers, I'm like, ooh, boy, you better play that again. I listen to a song from Hillsong or Bethel or all these different worship bands, and I'm like, dang, son, you better play that again. God is saying, hey, that victory that you just went through, guess what? Play it again because I got another one for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that Goliath that you just defeated, guess what? Play it again because I've got an even greater victory for you. But it's funny because a lot of people say that they want to be overcomers. A lot of people say that they want to be world changers, planet shakers more than conquerors, but then you get frustrated when you face opposition that keeps you from being that thing. You see, what I've learned in my life is to not be afraid of the haters and the naysayers. Because how can you win a battle if you don't have an opponent? Like, how can you have faith if there is nothing to face? How can you have faith if you don't have to believe in anything? That's why what the scripture is saying, this person just gets out of prison. He says, hey, guess what? I'm not afraid of going back to prison. 
Because I know that when I go back to prison, there's another repeated victory that God is going to walk me through. There's another door that's going to begin to open. There's another chain that's going to break off of me. There's another God movement that's going to happen in my life. Here's what I believe. I believe that if you want to have a relationship on repeat with God this summer, something that is continual, something that doesn't just start and die out, God says, no, no, I don't want you to just to be a spark. I want you to be a lasting ember. I want you to be a lasting fire. I want you to be something that does not burn out, but something that grows. And you need three things. You need these three things. Tonight I want to preach to you about this message titled Relationship on Repeat. Because God wants to have a relationship with you that is on repeat. That even when the song ends, you say, man, God, I want some more. That even when the music fades, you say, man, God, I'm not done worshiping you. That even when the lights turn off in the building, you say, man, I know that your presence has not turned off in my life. That I can walk into my school, that I can walk into my home, that I can walk into my bedroom, that I can walk into my community and into my neighborhood, and I can have a song that's playing on repeat of your goodness, of your joy, of your peace, of your kindness, of your comfort, of your deliverance, of your freedom, of your breakthrough in my life. I want a relationship that's on repeat. I'm going to teach you tonight, not preach to you tonight. Is that okay? Come on. I want you to learn something. Learn something. Not that just like builds your faith and makes you feel strong. And when you walk out, you just feel like, ah, I can take the world. But something that you can walk out and say, man, I can apply this to my life. I can live this lifestyle. Number one is this. The Bible says in Ephesians 6.18, it says, pray in the spirit at all times. On every occasion, I need you to stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the spirit at sometimes, no, 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 at most times, no, 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 at all times. In other words, number one is this, you need to pray repeatedly. You need to pray repeatedly. You want to have a relationship with God that is on repeat. You want to have a relationship with God that goes to the next level. You want to have a relationship with God where your faith is always challenged, but you are not shaken. You have to pray repeatedly. Why Why? why is prayer so important? In other words, he's saying, hey, you need pl- prayer on your playlist. You, it needs to be on your, your, your playlist rotation. Okay. Now, when I refer to your playlist rotation, I'm talking about your faith. I'm talking about your every single day life. He says you need to have prayer as a lifestyle element so that you can grow in your faith. Never stop praying. Pray for all things. Pray for the little things and pray for the impossible things. Pray when you win and pray when you lose. Pray when you feel like you're on top of the mountain and pray when you feel like you're in the valley. Pray all the time. Don't stop praying. Why? Because prayer is the engine of your faith. Prayer is the thing that warms you up for the fight. It's the secret weapon that God has given you to take back ground from the enemy. Come on. Does anybody want to take back ground from the enemy? I love it because what God says is, hey, you don't have to carry a sword and you don't have to march in. All you have to do is pray. Come on. Do we have any prayer warriors in this place? Man, I believe this. I believe that you're not in this room because of you. I believe you are a product of somebody's prayer. I believe it was an abuela, a tia, an auntie, an uncle, a brother, a sister, a leader, a pastor, a teacher that prayed you into this room tonight. I don't believe you're here because, oh, I, I did this on my own. Some of you might be in here and you might be saying, oh, man, I did this on my own. I'm the first generation Christian. Guess what? You didn't get yourself in here. Prayer got you in here. Did you know that there are leaders all around the world that have been praying for you to be in this room? Yeah, not, not for me, but for you. No, no, praying for you. 
Did you know that we have leaders on this youth team that pray for you constantly? That get on their hands and knees day and night and say, listen, I'm praying for that person that's going to walk into this room today at this specific time to hear this message. You have to understand you're a product of prayer because that's the power of prayer. It, it's, the, it's the engine of your faith. You have to understand that prayer opens up doors that you thought were impossible. Prayer unlocks heaven so that you can have access to God. What else does prayer do? Prayer reminds you of who's in charge. Yeah, did you know that prayer reminds you that, that, that you're not in charge of your life, but that God is in control of your life? Yeah, come on. Is anybody thankful that we serve the kind of God that goes before us in the fight? Oh, man, I'm so thankful that, that everything that I've gone through, guess what? God already died for it on the cross. Everything that I've ever done, every sin, every temptation, every, 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 every bad word that I've said, every bad thought that I've had, God died for it on the cross. God, God went before us on the cross. You see, what prayer reminds you is prayer reminds you of who's in charge of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what? It's not a bad thing for, for God to be in charge of your life because God is not a dictator. God is like a waiter. Did you know that? God's not a dictator. God doesn't tell you where to go and when to go. God gives you an opportunity to receive a fresh drink and to receive some fresh bread and to receive a roadmap to your life. And guess what? He says, hey, you can either take it or I can show you the way. See, what prayer does is it reminds us of who is in charge of your life. That's why he says, hey, I, I need you to pray at all times and pray for all things. Pray at all times and pray for all things. That's why, man, I wish that there were some people, some prayer warriors that weren't afraid to pray dangerous prayers. That weren't, didn't wake up and say, man, God, I need this today or I need that today. But said, God, man, I pray that you would use me to start a revival here in Miami. That's a dangerous prayer because guess what? God's going to answer it. Yeah, like, like I wish there were some prayer warriors that woke up in the morning and said, God, I pray that you would use me to save 10 people on the street today. Did you know that's a dangerous prayer? Because what's going to happen through your prayer is he's going to begin to unlock doors. And he's going to begin to unlock opportunities for you to walk through and touch other people's lives. That's why, that's why prayer is so important. He says, pray repeatedly about all things. But watch this. I, I love it because a lot of times we think that prayer is a hard thing. Did you know that prayer was never intended to be an awkward thing? It was never intended to be a complicated thing. It was never intended to be a weird thing. Did you know that just like it is natural for, for humans to connect with people through conversation, it should be a natural instinct for your spirit to long for a connection with God through prayer? Yeah. How do you pray? Watch this. I'm going to give you the key. Come on. Who wants the key to learn how to pray? Come on, like, like, like I'm, about, I'm about to make it simple for so many people. Come on, if you get nothing out of this message, write this down. How do you pray? You talk to God like you talk to your friend. Wow! Wow! Man, I wish I knew that when I was younger. All you have to do is you have to talk to God like you talk to your friend. So you're saying like, I just walk, hey, yo, homie God, like, what's up? You know? Exactly. Why? Because God doesn't want to just be your God. He wants to be your friend. 
Did you know that God wants to be your friend? That when you have nobody else in the world, nobody else around you, God says, man, I want to be your friend. I want to be the person that can listen to you. I want to be the person that can talk to you. I want to be the friend in your corner that fights for you and longs for you and desires for you and hungers for you because that's how much God loves you. It's simple. All you got to do is talk to God like he's your friend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this thing called prayer. He says, hey, I want you to pray and never stop praying because when you pray, doors begin to open. But how many of you know prayer requires patience? Number two, write this down. You got to be patient. You want a relationship with God on another level? You want a relationship that's on repeat this summer on your playlist? You got to be patient. It says this um, in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Come on, how many of you, that's like an encouraging verse, okay? When you, when you look to the Bible and you're like, oh my gosh, all I got to do is ask for it. All I got to do is walk into it. All I got to do is step into it. All I got to do is believe for it. All I got to do is let my faith do the work. But I mean, you know, like, it's cool because I love reading that verse because it tells you what to do. It tells you how to do it. It tells you why it's important to do it. But the one thing that it doesn't tell you is when it's going to happen. Anybody ever thought of that? And so because we don't want, know when it's going to happen, we, we, we equate our understanding to God's understanding, and we just assume, oh, if we knock, the door's going to fly open immediately. How many of you know, many times when you pray, God doesn't answer right away. Sometimes when you pray, like yesterday I was praying because I, I, I dropped my key on the outside when I was walking to my car, and I lost the key, and I was like, it's hot outside, okay, because this is like summer Miami. I'm not used to this, okay, so I'm like melting. Like, like there's a little puddle behind me that I'm trailing off, and I'm like, God, show me where my key is, and I open my eyes, and the key just appeared in front of me. It was crazy. It was like an immediate prayer, but how many of you know, like, when you pray, very rarely do you ever get an immediate response. Yeah, come on, am I the only one? That does that? No? You guys understand what I'm saying? Like, what if you went to a party and a guy came up to you and was like, hey, yo, free food, all you can eat buffet. And it's not McDonald's. It's like filet mignon and steak and all these awesome little seafoods and oysters. I went, I, I went out with Pastor Jason Lozano and we ate oysters. I've never had an oyster. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. I ate it. I was like, and I puked it out. And then he comes up and he's like, yo, free party, absolutely free. Everybody is getting a brand new Bugatti. How many of you would be like, yo, I'm going to be at that party? Come on, come on. My next question to the guy would be, yo, when's the party? And then the guy turns around and he walks away. I'm like, hey, uh, you said I was going to be getting a Bugatti. Like, when is the party, bro? And then he just walks away. Like, it's funny because God has a sense of humor sometimes. You know, like, God the type of dude to leave you on red sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like you'd be talking to God, and he'd be like, yo, how funny would it be if I just didn't respond right now? <laughs> You're like, God, like, I see the read receipts. I know you. The Bible says that knocking you. So I know you in there. I know you can hear me. You ever done that? Like, you ever knock? You ever knock? And they're like, they're like, uh, no one's home right now. You're like, you, you just spoke. I know you're home right now. That's what God does sometimes. He's like, no one's home. No, God, I know you're there, okay? I know the reader. But how many know God does his greatest miracles in the waiting? Yeah, yeah. And that's why God says, hey, I need you to be patient. 
I need you to know that I'm in control of your life because my greatest miracles will happen in your waiting seasons because I want to see that if you will still trust me even when I make you wait. I want to see if you will keep knocking even if I'm not answering. I want to see if you will keep praying even when I haven't answered your prayer yet. Because the reality is this, is that the moment you pray something, God has already dropped it on a timeline. I heard a pastor once say this, is that as you begin to pray for blessings, a lot of times we we misuse our prayer because we think that blessings are supposed to come to us. So we pray, God, would you pour out your blessing on us? But I love it because when you pray, you take a step toward the blessing. And when you continue to pray, and when you remain faithful and consistent and repeated, all of a sudden you move closer to the breakthrough and the blessing and the favor on your life. That's why he says, hey, I need you to be patient patient, but I need you to keep praying. That's why you got to, you got to be patient. That's why like when you get into an Uber, how many of you ever ridden an Uber before? Yeah, yeah. See, when you get into an Uber, guess what? You don't get to control the speed of the car. The only thing that you get to control is how much you trust your driver to get you to your next destination on time. The thing that I love about God is God is never late. God isn't like an Uber driver where he can get into traffic. No, no, no. God's timeline is a perfect timeline, and he will drop you around the right people at the right time, in the right environment, with the right atmosphere, with the right breakthrough, with the right blessing every single time. Why? Because we don't serve a God that is ever late. And the only time that you can ever navigate yourself outside of a breakthrough is when you try to detour your life from the timeline that God has for you. Like, I remember one time I was going to college, and I was studying to be a youth pastor, and it was incredible. But then all of a sudden I said, man, God, I wish you were working a little bit faster in my life. God, I wish that you were doing something a little bit more in my life. And so I transferred to a different school. Because at this different school had different opportunities. At this different school had had a different timeline. And I said, hey, listen, God, like, I I still trust in you. I still have faith in you. But I'm going to choose to serve a different timeline. Did you know that you could still have faith, but you can choose a different timeline still? How many times have you done that in your life? When you say, listen, God, I'm I'm going to go a different direction. I'm still going to believe in you, but I'm just going to try out my own way real quick. So I went to this Vanguard place, and all of a sudden, my life started falling apart. Literally, my car fell apart, and then my life fell apart, and then my housing fell apart, and everything fell apart. And then I sat in a service at a church called Free Chapel with Jenison Franklin's son, and he said, hey, there is one person in this room, one person. Don't you hate when, like, a pastor says, hey, there's one person in this room, and you're like, oh, snap, he about to read my mail. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, the moment he said it, I was like, oh, no, man, this dude checked my phone. Oh, God, he's about to read my mail to everybody. He said, there is one person that ran away from the call of God on their life, and I'm here to tell you that you took a detour that is about to destroy your life, but God is the God of second chances. So if you would get back on track with God's timeline, that he will rescue you, he will redeem you, he will restore your story. This is me. I start crying. I was like, this dude just spoke straight to me. I left the service that day. I'm walking out the door. The pastor stops me. Okay, this is a church of thousands and thousands of people. This is like Brave Church on steroids. Okay, and the pastor who just preached stopped me, and he looked me in the eyes. He said, hey, I was speaking to you today, wasn't I? 
I was like, you wasn't talking to me, son. Get out my face. No, I'm joking. I didn't say that. I said, wow. He said, hey, you want to get your life back together? You want to get back on the timeline of God? You want to live a life that's no longer being destroyed by your own patterns and your own ways? You got to do this one thing. You got to be patient. You got to be patient and you got to trust God. I love it because God knows the ways. God knows the time. God knows the direction. Even when I don't know the way, God does. Even when I don't know what's happening next, God does. I don't know what season of your life you are in, but what I came to tell you today is God knows what to do next. All you have to do is be patient. Come on, somebody say be patient. Yeah, all you got to do is be patient. Number three is this. I'm going to invite the keys back up. Number three is this. Hebrews 12 one says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run the race with perseverance that he has marked out for us. Let us run the race with perseverance that he has marked out for us. I came to tell somebody today that God has marked out a race for your life. It's not a race of comparison. It's not a race that your brother has. It's not a race that your father has. It's not a race that your grandma has. It's not a race that your favorite celebrity has. It's a race that has been marked out for you. A lot of times we get into this idea of comparison like, oh man, I feel like I'm supposed to be running their race. No, no, no. God marked out a race for you. But it's important because before you can run that race, he says, hey, you have to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Number three is this. Write this down. You got to delete some things and then you got to repeat some things. I, I, sometimes, like, I'll go through my Spotify playlist and, and I'll find a song that held me in a past season. And I listen to it, and, and I try to get into it, but it just doesn't work because it was for an older season. And every time, I, you ever notice that when you listen to certain songs, it takes you back in time to the time that you were living it in, right? Because that's just how music works. Like, music is beautiful, but music can be painful sometimes. Because, like, you and your ex-girlfriend, like, you guys had this jam that you would always play. So then, like, you scroll through the playlist, you're like, oh, what's this song? You click on it, all of a sudden, it takes you back. All of a sudden, your heart starts to break again. It's funny because sometimes songs have the ability to take you back in time. Here's the importance of not going back in time is that God has never called you to be a backtracker. He called you to be a forward taker. In other words, there are some songs on your playlist, there are some things in your life, there are some things that have entangled you, that have entrapped you, that you have kept on repeating, and God is saying, hey, if you want to run the race that I have marked out for you, then there are some things in your life that you have to delete. And then guess what? You got to repeat it. And then there's some things in your life that you have to delete, and then there's some things in your life that you have to repeat. He says, hey, I need you to understand this, that it's not just the big things that I need you to delete from your life, but it's the easy things. The easy things, the things that so easily entangle you. 
A lot of times we think that we need a breakthrough from the big thing in our life. We're like, man, I'm just going through this thing, and I don't feel like I'm strong enough. But then you have all of these 10 small things that if you would just break off the small things, watch this, watch this, the, the, things, like, the things like anger, the things like gossip, the things like insecurity, the things like bitterness, doubt, fear, anxiety, hopelessness. Many times it's the easy things that if you would break off the easy things, God could deal with the big thing. God could deal with, with the identity crisis if you would take off the gossip and the comparison. God could deal with the addiction if you would take off the fear and the shame and the guilt. God would take out the, the, the mind wars that you battle if you, would just, if you would just take off the small things that have been trapped it around your heart. He says, no, 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 I don't need to take off the big thing. I need the easy things. Man, what in your life do you need to delete before you can live a life that's on fire for God? Man, I never want to be in a youth group that is just a youth group. I never want to be in a youth ministry that's like the rest of the world. Man, I want to be in a movement. I want to be in a place of revival. I want to be in a place where people walk through these doors and they say, these kids are not just kids. These kids are pioneers of faith. These kids are pillars. These kids are generational breakers. These people are fighting after the heart of God. But watch this. It starts with the easy things. It's not easy for one kid to stand up and everybody look at him and, and start to laugh. Come on, can I just be real for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not easy for somebody to stand up for their faith because they say, you know what, my life is not my own and I'm a teenager and I get it. And I'm so much farther ahead of the drug addict who's 37 who still doesn't know Jesus. But I'm going to actually do something with my life. But you see, it's the easy thing. It's the thing that God says, hey, listen. I want to delete your pride. And I want to humble you. I want to delete that idea of comparison that you say, man, I could never be like him, so I'm not going to stand, so I'm not going to raise my hand, I'm not going to be all out for Jesus, because I'm not going to be like him. God says, no, no, I didn't call you to be him, I called you to be you. But you got to delete that comparison. There, there are some people in here that you, you're struggling with guilt and shame from something that you couldn't even control. And God's saying, hey, you couldn't control it, so why are you trying to control your own life? Just let me control your life. Let me show you the way. Let me be your Uber driver that gets you to your destination on time. You don't have to worry about, about what other people are saying. All you got to do is trust that I'm going to get you to your destination. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like even, even watch this, watch this, because students struggle with this too. Man, you got to break off that spirit of religion. You got you to, gotta, you gotta, that, that super spirit. That super spirit-filled person in this room tonight. That you're like, oh, man, I'm way above this teaching. Oh, man, I'm way above this worship. Oh, man, I'm way above these kids because I think that I've already made it. Listen, I'm, I'm 18 years old. I'm 17 years old, so, so I know way more than, than the middle schooler. No, 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 no. I love it. Did you know that the, the worship leader that led right here, she was a middle schooler? You see, God uses everybody. But he only uses the humble. Because the pride comes before the fall. And he can't afford to have somebody fall while they're carrying the gospel. 
So he's going to use anybody in this room. So if you're in this room and you're struggling with the spirit of religion, you're, 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 you're super saved. God says, no, 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 no. If you would just release that from your life, then man, maybe I could do something super in your life. Supernatural. Maybe you're in this room today and you're just like, man, you know what? I've been here a few times and I'm just not there yet. So I'm just going to kick it and I'm going to hang out. God's saying, hey, listen, that spirit of rebellion, man, I want to delete that off of you. The kind of rebellion that walks out of this room and says, you know what, I heard the message, but now I'm going to go live my life. I'm going to go to the party. I'm going to go have sex with the girl. I'm going to go drink and do drugs and do all of these things that I know I should not be doing. God says, hey, if you would delete that, then guess what? I will give you a new kind of pleasure. I will give you a new kind of desire. I will give you a new kind of hope so that you won't have to fill the void in your heart. I'll fill the void in your heart. Come on, what does God want to delete in your life today? We're going to go into a time of prayer, so would you stand to your feet? God wants to delete some things right now from your life. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, God, we just invite your presence into this room. God, we thank you for the good God that you are. God, we thank you that you have a great plan for us, a plan to prosper us, a plan with a great hope and a great future. Your plan isn't going to destroy us, but it's going to propel us into a new level of faith and a relationship that's on repeat, a relationship that is on rotation in our lives. God, I never want to be in a room where my faith is the biggest faith. God, I never want to be in a room where, where my zeal and my passion for you is the biggest zeal and the biggest passion for you. But God, I pray over brave youth right now, God, that you would begin to delete some things, God, from this room right now. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come and cover this place, God, so that this room would be a room of revival, so that this room would start a movement in Miami that spreads all over the world. God, I pray that this room would be a war room of prayer warriors, God, who pray dangerous prayers, who pray loud prayers, who aren't afraid to pray all the time about everything and everybody, and is not ashamed to lift up their voice and begin to pray even out loud, God. God, I pray right now that this room would be a patient room, God, that as we pray, we know that you have answered, so we don't have to worry about the outcome because we know you have already answered it. All we have to do is wait because the greatest miracle that you will ever do in our lives will be making us wait because you're preparing, you're preparing, you're seasoning, because you're readying. Something that, that we can't even ask or imagine. I love what, what, what Lauren said. She said, God wants to give you something that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. When I think about that, I think of a carbonated drink. You ever shake a can of soda before? Right when you get it out of the vending machine and you shake it, and you shake it, and you shake it, and you shake it, and then you give it to your best friend. You're like, here, man, I want to bless you. And then he opens it, and all of a sudden... There is this rocket that shoots out of the Coke can. That's what God wants to do in your life tonight. God wants to give you something that you cannot control, that you cannot contain, that you cannot muster up the courage to even try to hold on to it, but it is going to spill out of your life. If you would pray, if you would be patient, and if you would delete some things tonight. 
So come on, what's the thing that you need to delete in your life? What's the sin? What's the temptation? What's the addiction? What's the chain? What's the thinking? What's the attitude? What's the spirit that you need to break off of you right now? So that you can run the race that God has marked out for you. If that's you in this room tonight and you say, man, there is something that has entangled my heart. It doesn't even have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing. If that's you in this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand high. Come on. Yeah, good, 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 good. Almost every single hand in this room is raised. You can put them down. Dear Jesus, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would begin to break off these chains, that you would begin to break off these bondages, that you would free these people, God, that you would deliver the Israelites in Jesus' name. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would begin to delete some songs that we've been singing that are from a past season. God, I pray right now that we wouldn't step backwards, God, but that we would step forwards and into your glory and into your presence and into your anointing and into your calling and into your dreams and into your kingdom and into your lifestyle and into your faith. God, I pray right now that you would raise up a generation of prayer warriors. Prayer warriors that don't just pray over their meals, but that get on their hands and knees before you when they wake up and when they go to sleep and they cry out for their schools and they cry out for their friends and they cry out for the people and they cry out for their pastors and they cry out for their leaders and they cry out for their faith and they cry out for their future generations, God, and aren't ashamed to pray and aren't afraid to pray. Jesus, I believe that you're raising up an army. An army of faith. If you're in this room tonight and you say, man, I haven't been living for God. If you're in this room tonight and you say, man, that God that you've been talking about, the one that, that wants to be my Uber driver, man, I've been controlling my car for so long. I've been trying to take the detour. I've been trying to, to, to navigate my way through construction. But God, tonight, I want to give my life to you. I want you to take the wheel. I want you to drive. I want you to be the direction. I want you to be the navigator. If that's you in this room, I want you to raise your hand on three. Maybe you're in this room, you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you're in this room and you, you gave your life to Jesus, but then you backslid. Tonight, you just want to say, man, I want to recommit my life to you. If that's you on a count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand high. Come on. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 17, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, God, I, I'm so thankful that 17 people tonight, God, are saying yes to you. Come on, would you pray this prayer with me? It's a simple prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. I say yes to you. Would you be the navigator? Would you be the pioneer? Would you be the direction that leads my life? I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross and that he rose again and that he lives today. I say yes to you in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, can somebody give God a shout of praise right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.